From the Boulder Ballet Studios at the Dairy in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to Raising the Bar with Boulder Ballet. And joining us today, have we got a guest for you, uh, going to be a regular every couple of weeks. We're going to be talking with the new artistic director, Ben Needham-Wood. Ben, thanks so much for joining us. George, thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited to chat with you. Now, Ben, you're very new to Boulder Ballet. When did you start? When do you get started? Yeah, I actually um, just got introduced to Boulder Ballet back in the fall. I was in town as a stager um, teaching the company one of the works by Amy Seiwer called The Devil Ties My Tongue. And this is a work that I had been a part of back in 2013 when it was created. And this was actually the first time the ballet had been uh, restaged on any different dancers. And so that's how I met Boulder Ballet. And it... It was such a cool experience because the dancers were just so generous with and how they approached the space. They were hungry. They wanted to learn. They wanted to take in every bit of information I could share. And so just like that environment was really infectious and it just made the whole experience super positive. Um, and so that it was that exchange that got me really excited about seeing what the opportunities would be to be a part of this organization in the future. So, where did that lead? I mean, how you stayed involved with Boulder Ballet or uh, just kind of kept touch? What happened? Yeah, I think one of the pieces that I've always loved about about being in the performing arts and about this industry in general is just when you maintain relationships with artists that you come in contact with, I think it helps everyone's artistry grow. It helps everyone just stay really well connected. And so I had checked in a little bit and I knew that they were going to be performing uh, Devil Ties My Tongue again in the spring. And so we started a conversation about um, bringing me back out to do some more work with them to make sure that the ballet really had its, its polish still when it got to the next round of performances. Um, and so when I came out to to do that staging, um, it was it was clear at that point that the company was going to be going into a new transition. And so the conversation started about the long-term vision for the company. And um, I decided with that, that I was having such a great time with these artists and I absolutely had fallen in love with Colorado at that point, just the mountains, the hikes, the, there's so much beauty in this state. Um, and so I decided to go ahead and just see if there was an opening to, to be a part of the artistic vision of the company. I wanted to see if that was in the future. So I applied for that. And where did you come from? I so I'm originally from the East Coast. Uh, I grew up in a really small town called Littleton. That's just about 45 minutes outside of Boston. And I was there through all my elementary years until I ended up going to a, a boarding school in New Hampshire. That was totally um, an unexpected but awesome place to land. Um, and that school really taught me a lot about myself. And when I was coming out of high school, I wanted to, I thought I was going to go right into a, a performance company, right into a full-time contract. Um, and I learned from that audition process that that was not the case. I was not ready. Um, but something really beautiful happened that gave me the opportunity to actually uh, go to college at the University of Cincinnati and continue studying, continue working on my craft, um, but also start earning a degree at the same time. So I went out there and the cool thing that Louisville, that, uh, 
University of Cincinnati offered was that you could actually dance for a full-time professional company while getting your undergrad. And so I was able to get a contract with the Louisville Ballet while I was in college. And then I, so I started my career while I was earning my BFA. And then after a few years with that company, decided I wanted to soak my teeth into, or sink my teeth into some more contemporary rep. So I moved to San Francisco to join a company there called Smewin and did a lot more contemporary reps, started getting really involved with dance film. And I ended up being in the Bay Area for about 10 years uh, before moving out here this year. So what was it that it initially sparked your interest in the arts? Sounds like it's really been with you almost your whole life. It has, yeah. <laughs> uh, it has. Um, so dance has been a part of my life since I was, really since I was about three years old. Um, wow. I had a babysitter when I was really little who was a dance teacher. And I went to see her performance or her recital. And I remember asking my mom afterwards, Mom, can I take ballet classes? And she kind of patted me on the head and was like, oh, that's cute. But didn't sign me up or anything like that. Um, and then a couple of years later, she actually signed my little sister up for dance classes. And I was just staring through the window, copying everything they did. And of course, the teacher sees this little tiny boy copying all the ballet moves and invites me into the studio. And I was just totally, totally hooked. Uh, so yeah, I started dance when I was five years old. And it has just, it's been a huge part of my life ever since. How do you make the transition from going from a performer, from a dancer, into more leading a company, becoming the, the director? That is a really good question. Um, I think the truth of it is that the arts are so personal and unique that every person who has made that transition has done so in their own unique way. And part of our challenge as professional artists is finding our unique voice that adds something to the canvas of the art we're creating. Um, so for me personally, what what I had always been aware of is, as far as the ballet world is concerned, I was a little bit unorthodox as, as a ballet dancer. I didn't have great feet or great extension through my legs compared to what would be expected for most ballet dancers. Um, and so I always felt like I had to find other ways to prove myself when I was performing. But what happened that was most formative for me was actually this I had just auditioned for Louisville Ballet and I had just been offered the, my first full-time contract to join the company. And at the time, this was my second year of college. I was also um, guesting with Dayton Ballet at the time. I was doing a guesting, uh, performing as a guest artist with a local high school, the School for Creative and Performing Arts in Cincinnati. And I was doing all my regular college classes. So I was burning the candle on both ends and I started to feel a pull in my shin that I that I was worried was shin splints and could turn into something serious. So I went to get it checked. And when I went in, it was this totally surreal scenario where they did x-rays and then the doctor came in and he like poked his head in the room and asked, um, have they brought your pictures yet? And I was like, no, they're not here yet. And then he left no other words and I was super confused I was super injury prone as a kid so this was totally not the experience I'd had before usually they come in and tell you what's wrong but he came back in a few times and wouldn't talk to me until they had the x-rays and uh, what ended up happening when the x-rays came in is that it showed my leg was broken in nine places 
in uh, nine places. Yeah. Yeah, I had nine fractures that were visible on the x-ray going down the front of my right tibia. Um, and they were all, and what, they were they were even more extreme because they were non-union, which meant that the, sh- the bone was actually bowing away. And so the fractures were these like open holes, essentially. Um, and so what he said is that the only way to fix this would be to put a rod through your shin, which is going to be a two-year recovery. And at that point, my career would have been done before it started. Um, I got a second opinion and we came up with a nutrition plan and a bone stimulator that the goal was for that to just prolong the actual snapping of the bone so that I could start my career, say I was a professional dancer for a hot second. And then after when it did snap, then I would go ahead and have the same surgery, but at least I'd be able to say that I made it into a professional company. all of that background is important because literally the first conversation I had with the director in Louisville, when, uh, Bruce Simpson, when I joined the company, is I told him that I want to be a director one day. I want to learn everything I can about this field so that if if I can't dance anymore, I want to know how to be a part of this world. I want to know how to keep this in my life. And so right from the first moment I was in my professional career, I knew that I was looking at the exit strategy. I knew that I wanted to figure out what the next chapter was going to be because I thought I only had a really small window before that would be a necessity. Um, By some crazy miracle, it never actually snapped. And so I danced on it for about five years while the bone slowly did heal because of what we came up with for nutrition and bone stimulation. And um, that whole process actually allowed my mission to heal. But I had already started this whole journey of research and investigation to understand what it takes to be capable of leading a small nonprofit arts company and what things to be paying attention to in order to be able to support the next generation of artists as they find their way. Wow, that is an incredible story, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) And very inspirational. (laughs) Wow. I don't think anything, what am I trying to say? It's really interesting what's possible when we don't, when we don't set expectations, when we're allowed to let go of expectations. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I'm grateful for from all of that is that my dance career started with very low expectations of what was possible within it because of what what my shin was doing because of the way that I knew my body was not designed in a traditional sense for a classical ballet career. And so because the expectations were low, I was just enjoying every step that that was presented to me. And so I I just feel a ton of gratitude for the career that I was able to have and the mentors that helped me figure out how to navigate that are some of the most incredible people I've ever met. And so those are the connections and the pieces of the journey that I think are so special and meaningful. This um, this must give you such a unique way of looking at people in the company, uh, your members of your company, and wanting to work with them to get over some hardships or show some patience, things like that, that maybe someone else wouldn't have. I hope so. Um, <laughs> I hope it, it allows me to do that. I think the... 
it is really interesting when you have experienced um, setbacks and when you've had to deal with injuries, when you've had to temper your own personal expectations, it does give you a lot of empathy for when other people are struggling. And it does, I think, when you have empathy in a situation, it creates more more bridges to connect. Um, and so I feel like that will be a, a really big benefit to the work that I'm able to share with the company as we go forward. Um, what I've loved about dance, though, is that it can be so many different things for different people at different times, where there are chapters in my life where it was this challenge. It was this thing that was just, I was a perfectionist or I am a perfectionist and I wanted to figure out how I could be my best. And so it was the challenge of physical conditioning, the mental games, what's going to help me have my peak performance. And then there were times where, where I would be going through something personally in my life and I needed an outlet and dance became therapeutic. It became cathartic in that sense. And then there were moments where you just want to enjoy the fact that you can do all these crazy physical things that are just super gratifying. And so that sense of celebration and the excitement of being alive and expressing it through dance, um, it actually connects so much to our emotional cores that all those different pieces, I think, are important to being a well-rounded artist to be able to understand how all those things affect your individual journey. So working with the dancers at Boulder Ballet, that's, that's the piece of it that I'm most excited to support. They're all their own artists. They all are going to be on their own journey, and they've already had their own journey to get here. And so if we can create an environment where they're able to explore whatever piece of that they need that day, knowing that ultimately it's all going to come back around, they're going to feel it all at some point. Um, if we can recognize what they're experiencing, where the growth points can be for that day, and we can just continue to motivate and inspire through that, I think it's going to help all of them find their own path to growth. So Ben, in conclusion, and we're going to be visiting every other week and uh, looking forward to speaking with company members uh, in the weeks in between, often with you as part of that. Um, I bet you didn't know that. Sorry, I hope I, hope I didn't drop a bomb on you there. Um, anyway, <laughs> what I'd love to end this uh, episode with is what's going to make this a successful season for you? actually right on on track with what we were just talking about it's seeing personal growth um it's going and going along with the same idea of what we were talking about before um i don't necessarily approach a season with a ton of expectations and so i don't want to say what i expect to see or what i think is necessary for it to feel like a success but what i do think is really important and any transition is recognizing that there's within change there are very new opportunities that we don't yet know are to come and so as we go into this next year i think it'll be super successful if every member of the company feels connected to what they're doing or to each other or they find some personal piece of growth that is meaningful for them and their experience and then if that growth that the artists have can be felt by the audiences that we're sharing it with, 
that's going to help our community grow. And so my, I think my biggest hope for the year, um, again, without setting the expectations, but just <laughs> um, thinking about what would be really special within my first season with Boulder Ballet is if we can, if we can help this community feel more connected to one another, especially coming out of such a weird time that we've all been in for a couple of years now, if we can all feel more connected, if the artists feel like they can make progress and they're being supported with the tools, resources, and energy that they need to feel that strength um that's gonna make this season feel like a win ben needham wood artistic director of boulder ballet thanks so much for joining us on raising the bar george thanks for having me i look forward to talking with you much more in the future yes sir (laughs) from the boulder ballet studios at the dairy in boulder colorado i'm george thomas